Chapter 25, Watching the Light Fall I don't know how I did it, how I managed it, how I turned out freedom at the end of the rainbow. It was everything I could have ever wanted, anything I could have ever needed, and I'd thrown it away, tossed it into the abyss like the lantern before it, watched it tumble, watched it fall, listened to it strike the cold and unyielding stone, shattering, splintering, Spilling the water of life over the stone. It had been the future. The water of life was fate and destiny, and I had cast it aside, sending it lost, sending it spinning off into the dark. With a flask in my hand, I had held the world. Many had died for such as I had held. Many more had killed. It was all things to all people, and I had given it up. I still don't know how. I know, there had been a price, so they told me anyway. The dragon, long and slender like a snake with stubby little legs to wrestle with the ground. He had told me the water would free me from Del Morgan, loose me from my heart. I didn't need it, I wouldn't want it, I would soon forget it. Hobbes had said much the same thing. Del Morgan would give me much for providing her with the water of life, but she wouldn't give me as much as others. Forget dragon's breath. But if she learned that I was shopping the water of life around, seeking the highest bidder, yeah, Del Morgan would have killed me. I must drink of the water or die. That is what Hobbes told me, my angel of dark fur, anthropomorphic cat. I must surrender my heart to save my heart. Give up that which I was. Forget all that I had been. I could have my heart if I so wished. Offer half a glass to any who could pry it from Del Morgan's cold and lifeless hands. I would have my heart at last. I could even place it on a box on the mantel above the fire. How'd I manage it? I don't even remember letting go. I remember watching it, following the flask end over tails, it sailed off into the dark, thinking it could fly, watching it falter, watching it fall, disappear. And Hobbes had looked at me, listening to the water fall, near twitched as the water of life splashed impotent over the stone. Well, that probably wasn't the brightest thing you could have done. She said that, definitely had not been me. She also mumbled a bit. Then she turned, stalked away, saying not a word more. Mumbled, maybe, but not a word more. I watched her fade, this light might fade. Looked over the edge of the world, too. Looked where I'd thrown the flask. I, I mean, I looked after where I'd thrown the flask, not where I'd thrown... After, never mind. It wasn't the edge of the world, anyway. It was only the mountain in the underground. Only the mountain underground where I'd first tasted sweet nectar and honey. Bubbling from the earth, Hobbs had found me, hands dripping water, coloring my shirt, the lantern at my side. I'd still had the lantern, then. She didn't look at me now, a shadow in the dark, half-hidden by light that had no source. She had her back to me, looking at the world, tail swishing in jagged streaks. 
what she expected of me. I couldn't take it, accept it, consume it, be consumed, give up my heart. I couldn't hold the water of life and not surrender my heart. It was too sweet, filling my nose, my eyes. I could still taste it, having never touched it to my lips. That had been the end, knowing it like the water had crept up my finger, seeped into my hand, traveling by ways unknown into my mouth, touching my tongue so that I could taste it, know what I was held, what I was resisting, so it wouldn't give it to the dragon, wouldn't give it to tell Morgan if only I might drink. I would not surrender. Torn forever from my heart, I would have belonged to the water of life. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'd cast the flask far from me. Now I don't even know what to do. I don't know what to do. No water of life, no dragon's breath. Shit. Del Morgan's gonna kill me. I suppose I had options, do what I should have done in the first place. Asked door. Learned how to fetch it, even been given a guide. What I should have done. I suppose I really shouldn't blame you. What did you know? I didn't have an answer to that. Would have kept it to myself, even if I did. Watched Hobbs turn, walk back toward me, making not a sound. I suppose I have a confession to make. She struck a light, sparkler like the one she'd given me so long before, held it between us, watching me by the hissing and flickering light. I wanted the water of life, not all of it, maybe a thumb, half a thimble. He never would have missed it, my consultation fee, if you will. Now, I feel somewhat responsible. I should do something for you. I suppose I really didn't have an answer to that one either. She watched me saying nothing held the sparkler so that she could get a better look at my face, my eyes stung with dancing light. You're looking for dragon's breath, right? I know where you can get some. Little market, not far from here. Why should I trust you? What? You lied to me. Never. Everything you did, everything you said, you were using me. Oh no, Matt. I would never do such a thing. Del Morgan's using you. It's the water of life. You can't trust me because I never told you of the water of life. Oh, Matt, I never would have taken it from you. But you wanted it. Well, I never thought you would get it. I mean, that did come as quite a shock. Look, I know that some day you might be holding a pound of grapes. Does that mean I should tell you now I'm going to ask you for one? Yes! Now you're just being contrary. Look, if I really wanted the water of life, I could have taken it from you. I could have thrown you over the cliff just now to get it back from me. Have I done that? I didn't answer. I was thinking about how her flesh might burn if she tried, like the frogs as they burbled and gurgled as they died, bursting like weak old fruit in the sun. There's an image I will take to the grave. Stop doing that! What? I don't know. Reading my mind. Whatever the hell it is that you're doing, just stop it! Okay, I'll stop. Anything you want, I want you to trust me. You can trust me. If I wanted to hurt you, why would I work out this whole thing about a market? Why do you care? Because I made you throw a whole flask of the water of life over a cliff. That was... That was more than you could ever understand. I want to make it up to you, pay you back somehow. Besides, you're still the best game in town. I didn't want to answer that. Never wanted to say anything ever again. Well, I suppose it's not entirely true, but it was true at the time. 
So I reached out, reaching for the sparkler as if she might give it to me. She looked at me, watching my hand as if I might hold a trap. Then she gave me the sparkler. Hops was taking me to market, and all I could think about was Beowulf's drink. This audio recording of The Fearful Gideon, Pit the Tail on the Donkey, is copyright 2010 by Keith T. Jones. All rights reserved.